Joining us this week on Inside Motorsport is Richard Crowell. And Richard, it's been a very busy period for everyone getting ready for Formula 3 action. But the great news is you're getting more and more support events with the V8 supercars, as well as the locked-in rounds with the Shannons Nationals. Yeah, g'day, Craig. And you're right. Uh, I've spoken a lot before on the show about how important it is for categories that are sort of on the fringe uh, of motorsport, I guess, to get a go on that V8 supercar program because that's where the crowds are, that's where the fans are, uh, and that's where the media exposure is as well. So for us as a category, it's important that we, you know, balance our championship better than we have in the past and uh, mix those Tanners Nationals rounds that are, are very, very good for us in terms of lots of track time and we get good television out of it. But we've always needed to balance those with V8 supercar rounds, so we've got a, a presence on that program. and. Um, you know, it's easier to sell to drivers who want to come in and race in the category that, that that's the place to be. So, um, you know, we're uh, we're really positive. Um, this year's shaping up to be really good. We're, we're going to Hidden Valley, of course, with the Super Prix, which is going to be fantastic. That's a three-year deal. Um, it's going to be a big race. There's a, a long-term move, I guess, to get some international support as well and, and have some Asian cars down racing there as well. So that's going to be great. Uh, and we'll start our championship quite late, but uh, we start at Winton in May, which is going to be great. It's a good open-wheel track. It's a tight race track, and yes, it's hard to pass, but we've had some cracking F3 races there in the last couple of years, and the cars are pretty spectacular there. There's a lot of corners that uh, really suit the wings and slicks racing. So, look, uh, things are coming together really nicely, Craig, for the year ahead, and um, a lot of positivity around Formula 3 at the moment. Yeah, and the numbers look to be buoyed because brand-new cars coming into the uh, competition and I know uh, we're going to see a very late model Miguel in 2011 Yeah look I mean it's still um, it's sort of semi-official it hasn't been officially formally announced yet but I guess the cat's out of the bag via the uh, wonderful world of social media and and social networking but yeah uh, John Mills, Queensland businessman, he's a a fantastic supporter of motorsport, he's racing Formula Ford as well uh, has agreed to buy a, a Miguel uh, Formula 3 car, a Miguel M07. Miguel, little known for their F3 exploits, but they're actually quite successful in Europe, and, and their later chassis being very good in German F3, amongst other series. The, the M07 car that uh, we believe will be coming down with John this year uh, raced in British Formula 3 in 2006 and 7. Uh, ben Klukas, the uh, 06 Aussie champ, actually did some testing in the car and, and said, look, it's a very capable thing. It just needed, at the time, needed development. Um, it was raced in 07 by um, Michael Devaney and Esteban Guerreri, two very good drivers, had a handful of fourth-place finishes in a, a very strong year of British F3. So it's a capable car, and it's just exciting to have something that's not a Dallara come down. You know, with all due respect to Dallara, um, they're a fantastic car, but to have a little bit of variety in the chassis manufacturers is going to be fantastic. So we're really looking forward to that. That's that's hugely exciting. And I, I don't think that story's finished yet either, Craig. I, I know there's some moves to uh, possibly expand that program. And um, I know Miguel itself in France and here in Australia as well are paying pretty close attention to... Uh, to what Aussie F3 is doing and, and what John in particular is doing with uh, the car it looks like he'll be bringing down. 
Well, it's always easy to have more than one car if you have to keep spares and the like for it. Much cheaper to have uh, a few cars in the country. But uh, we will watch this space. Now, BRM, who've been a long-time supporter of Formula 3 and a long-time entrant to Formula 3 with multiple championship-winning efforts, has also been stepping out a bit wider into Formula Ford. And uh, I know they've been quite competitive in the Toyota Series in New Zealand lately. Yeah, look, uh, BRM's going through a really interesting phase of expansion at the moment, Craig. They're they're really stepping out. Um, First and foremost, they are outstanding supporters of Formula 3. Um, And, you know, know, dominant teams and and the most powerful teams and the most successful teams, you know, not all the time you see them giving back to the sport. But BRM, to their eternal credit, have given so much back to Formula 3. They've put people in cars when maybe they haven't had drivers, but they've needed numbers on the grid. We've needed numbers on the grid. They've helped out there. Um, They've just announced today that they're going to put their new Carrera Cup car up at the end of the season to give a fully funded test to the Aussie F3 champion at the end of the year. Now, it doesn't matter if it's going to be a BRM driver or not. Um, They're going to put their car up, full funded test day. Uh, Formula 3 Australia is pitching in as well. Um, and that's a, a great initiative. Uh, Formula Ford's looking really good. They've got three drivers running this year. John Mills is, is one of those in his Miguel Formula Ford. Um, and, yeah, they uh, went to New Zealand. They ran uh, a young Kiwi driver by the name of Alastair Wooten in the Toyota Racing Series and went very, very well in the opening couple of rounds. Had uh, a bit of bad luck midway through the championship, but a really, really good start for them in the, the New Zealand market and I think long-term they're looking at going back there next year, hopefully with two cars as sort of an extension of their Formula 3 program. So a, a lot of expansion for Team BRM. It's exciting for the team. They're doing a great job, and you know they're really uh, really making hay while in a, in a pretty tough market. They're uh, expanding quite rapidly. Hmm. It's interesting. We've talked about in that uh, segment four different racing series, one of which is overseas, but Carrera Cup's return, uh, Richard... I'm wondering what your thoughts are because uh, whenever I hear of a new racing series, be it minis, be it Carrera Cup, I'm just going, we're splitting the pie even further and further into smaller chunks. And the more you have money being expended on on big dollar race cars, the less likely you are to get your series into different segments of the marketplace and get any sort of traction. Look, I I agree. I I should paraphrase any answer I give by um, sort of, stating that I have had a, a very good relationship and working relationship with Porsche for three years, which will continue this year in, in sort of a commentary role. But, look, I, I tend to agree. I think Carrera Cup's probably different because it's got that backing from a manufacturer and they'll back it the whole way. Um, and, and especially now that, that Porsche are heavily invested in it, they've bought 22 cars down, they've got the full technical support. But the the thing with Porsche that's different to probably any other series in Australia is that the competitor base is sort of inbuilt. It's already there. Um, And you look at the success of the GT3 Cup Challenge over the last three years, and last year they averaged 22 cars, which was, um, aside from saloon cars, was the best of any Shannon's Nationals category, running only on the Shannon's program, and better than quite a few V8 supercar categories and that competitor base is there and those guys are all signed up again to go around the, the group that's going into Carrera Cup are a new bunch of racers or guys that have been in the series before so you know there's, there's going to be stages this year where we've got 50 Porsches racing in the same fortnight well, the first round of Carrera Cups at the Grand Prix a week after that GD3 Cup kicks off at Wakefield Park 
and I know for a fact that there'll be 22 cars at Wakefield and there'll be 22 cars at the Grand Prix and Crow Cup. So within two weeks, there's 44 different drivers racing Porsches in Australia. Mm. So you've got a, a fantastic array of drivers supporting the Porsche brand. I, I see your point about the, the different series popping up and it is a massive concern as a, a director of Formula 3. It's, it's a concern that it's always making that marketplace smaller. But I think if anyone can pull it off, it's Porsche. And I think that there's probably that market there for them to do it, um, which is probably validating why they're doing it in the first place. Mm. Now, you mentioned about the Formula 3 season kicking off a little bit later, but in some respects, you're giving them a practical timetable. You're not having them run 11 months of the year. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, we'll finish in November, so we're going to run a little bit later than we have in the past. But we are, we, you're making a big effort to try and contract the season, and I think that's important Given the fact that we cater to an international market of drivers and international travel, I think, is probably going to get more expensive now with the fuel prices going up, airline prices are going up. If we're going to have drivers coming down to Australia, a lot of them do stay, but in the past a couple have commuted back and forth and some have had other racing you know, overseas or what have you. So it's important for us that we give those drivers a, an opportunity to condense the season and spend less time here if they need to or want to. Um, but it's also good for, for our teams here that it gives them a, a really good focus of on F3 for six or seven months and then it finishes and then, you know, we can build on for 2012. But the other reason is, I guess, that this season has taken a lot longer to put together than it has in the past. So we wanted to make sure we had a late start so people still had time to get drivers in cars and, you know, we had time to market it properly and, and get you know, all the, the details, the financial details sorted out so that, you know, we can start as strongly as we can. Mm, well, Richard, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you and look forward to seeing you right throughout 2011. Yeah, thanks, Craig. It's going to be a big year, I reckon. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.